Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Ocean Cliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. Hey there, and welcome to episode one of the Beneath the Stats podcast produced by Wicked Local North Boston. I'm your host, Rob McKittrick. For those who don't know, I'm a a multimedia journalist for the Danvers Herald, and I'm also a diehard Boston sports fan. I thought it'd be fitting to begin the podcast the day after the Super Bowl to turn out to be a good decision. After the Pats' big Super Bowl victory last night over the Rams 13-3, I apologize in advance for my voice. It tends to tends to go during during these big games, so just bear with me. But uh, I just did want to mention that in a little bit, play-by-play broadcaster and DraftKings studio host Brendan Glasheen will be joining me. Um, but I want to begin the podcast, the opening podcast uh, for Gatehouse Media New England, also known as Wicked Local North in terms of our team. Um, just, just talking about my beginning thoughts, overall thoughts about the game. First of all, I think if you, for Patriot fans, for, for fans in New England... It, it it was a weird one, and and when I say that is you know it, it felt good in the moment, and but you know it really was a bad football game all the way through. And yeah, if you like defense, that, that's great. You know, I'm I'm, I'm sure you know some some people who really like defense would have liked that one, but overall, you know, it was, it was three to three after the first three quarters, and, and both teams just did not show up offensively. I mean, Brady <laughs> Brady just was was not good. He missed a lot of guys. He was awesome in the fourth quarter on um, the big drive, a couple of good throws to Gronk. Overall, offensively, the in the Pats, you know, they were not great, and, and the Rams were terrible. You know, Goff, <laughs> Goff and McVay are supposed to be this this great offense, and, and McVay especially, working with Goff, and, and Goff just did not come to play. Um, yeah, but the Pats did what they did. They, in the fourth quarter, they they uh, they uh, scored ten points, made it thirteen three, and you know, as as I said, it, it felt good in the t- in the moment. But I, I think when you look at a lot of these games, you know, the, usually there's there's a big high after a win, whether especially the next day. Um, there's a big high after the Chiefs game, uh, the AFC Championship win. There's a big high after the Red Sox World Series victory, which you know, you know the game was a few months ago. I, I didn't feel that high after this win, and I think it really, it really, you know, means we're just spoiled as as fans that you know a big victory like this one, and you don't you don't even feel that good about it, honestly. And I don't think uh, I'm speaking out of terms here for for a lot of fans. I mean, today, do you feel like you just won the the Super Bowl? Because because I don't, you know, the for me the game was never in doubt. Uh, you know, I it was it was close, and, and I know the the Rams defense was tough, and it was it was it was three nothing Pats. They dominated the first half, I thought, in terms of time possession. Um, and, and then you know, even when the Rams tied up three three, I I told my friends I was watching it. You know, I, I never thought it was in doubt. And you know what it what it really felt like to me was that you know, oftentimes they say when a rookie quarterback comes in, especially in New England, that they, they I don't know if, if, I think a rookie quarterback has, has never beaten the Patriots in New England. And the Super Bowl was essentially a home game. And I think you got to look at that as a factor, that Goff, the crowd noise was loud. Um, they always talk about how the last 15 seconds, Goff can't communicate with McVay, and I'm sure that was a factor in the game. And 
it just seemed like the Patriots are playing, and I know Goff isn't a rookie. I know he's played a few years, but it just it felt like the Pats were playing another regular season game against some rookie quarterback who didn't have a chance. And although it was close to me, it just never felt in doubt. And you know, I think you see these comebacks with Brady, and time and time again, and it wasn't as dramatic as it usually was. But again, got the job done. You know, Brady wasn't great. He was twenty-one to thirty-five in the game. You know, two hundred and sixty-two yards, no touchdowns, one interception. QB rating is seventy-one point four. It was probably one of Brady's you know worst performances in, in the Super Bowl. You know, I think it, this this win, uh, this team was was more old school Pats. The one in their defense, the one with the running game. Uh, Brady made big plays when he had to. He had a big fourth quarter drive. And, you know, I, I think when you look at this, this team overall this year, it's just unbelievable that they won the Super Bowl. You know, all season long, and this is one thing that has frustrated me for a while, is that all these anti-Patriot fans are saying that, oh, you know, I can't believe everyone's thinking about the Patriots as the, as the underdogs. This is ridiculous. You know, you're the only ones that are talking about it. No one's talking about it. And that's just inaccurate. Throughout the entire season, especially after they lost two games in a row, in December, which never happens for this team, they looked bad against bad teams. It's, it was really one of the worst regular seasons for the Patriots in their whole tenure um, with the Brady Belichick tenure. So, you know, to act like this is every other team that won is, is, is ridiculous. This team, and I, th- I think another reason why it doesn't feel as good this win was number one, I think, you know, the big win was obviously against Kansas City. And I, and I give the, the analogy or the comparison to when the Red, 04 Red Sox, they won it all. Yes, it felt amazing when, when they did win, you know, for and again, that was a long time ago, so I was young. But everyone says that the biggest victory was coming back, you know, four games from the Yankees. And that really felt like the big win. And to be honest, it felt the same for me, you know, going into the playoffs. I, I thought that, you know, I thought I felt good against the Chargers because I thought the Pats came off uh, playing very well against the Jets. And although it didn't really mean much at the time, people talk about how it flipped the switch. And I think that was key. You know, throughout the whole regular season, the Pats really were not good against bad teams like they usually are. They weren't blowing teams out against the Jets in particular. They really found it. And Brady was great. They against the Chargers. That was as good. That was as well as the, as the Pats have played. You know, I, I think they bet the best the best they've played on, on all sides in the playoffs. And then you got and then you got to think about the Chiefs, you know, going on the road. I, you know, I thought it was going to be a close game. I, I thought the Chiefs were going to come out, come out with a win and they almost did. You know, it was, it was a offsides call. That, that was crucial in that one. The Pats barely escaped with a victory. And once they beat the Chiefs, I, I, I knew, and I think everyone knew, that they were being the Rams. I don't know, about 80% maybe I heard uh, bet on the Pats for Vegas. I'm sure Vegas got absolutely killed from, from that game last night. But it just, it, it was a really icing on the cake type of season. You know, it almost seems like this was an added bonus. I mean, when you think about it, this Super Bowl did not mean a lot. Right. There's nothing that did this for Brady's legacy. Um, You know, yes, people were down on the team, but, you know, we've already we've already heard the response to the haters in years past, like Atlanta and all against the Chiefs. So, you know, it's not like they had to do that again. They've already showed they can come back and be resilient. You know, there's nothing that's going to cement Belichick's legacy more than this. And, you know, so it feels good. I would say my big takeaway, though, is that it felt like a regular season game that the Pats dominated, didn't play great, came out with the win, and were just the far superior team. And, you know, maybe that is just underestimating the Rams' defense because, you know, the Rams' defense clearly was very good, the, the line, D-line especially, although the Pats' running game was, was key as, you know, Michelle ran for 94 yards, Burkett for 43. But 
overall, it just, you know, the Pats dominated from start to finish. Time of possession was huge in this one. You know, I, I just I just saw from start to finish, although the Pats were not executing most of the game. I just felt good about it because, you know, again, they were dominating. They were the better team. Goff <laughs> did not show up to play. And, uh, and I think it showed. But other side notes before we get into talking with Brendan Glasheen, who, as you know, he always has a great opinion, so you'll definitely want to tune in for, the, for that interview coming up. First of all, you know, a couple other side notes. You know, I think Flores and Belichick, whoever came up with the game plan, probably combination, um, just looks great after that game. I mean, that that is that's not a Brady victory. Brady was good. He was good enough. That that was that was a Patriots Belichick. That that that's, this was probably, if not the best coaching job. Belichick's done one of his finest coaching jobs he's done. And I'm always hard on the guy. I am, a, you know, in terms of the Brady and, and Belichick camp, it's not as divided as it once was. I'm always on the Brady side. I can be hard on Bill. Bill and, and Flores, the defense was unbelievable. The defense has been great, you know, in the, in the, in the playoffs, you know, even, even against the Chiefs. Um, you know, so definitely give a lot of credit uh, to, to the defense. Also, the running game, as I talked about, Sony Michelle was fantastic. Burkhead, you know, James White actually didn't have a ton of carries, but I, you know, the the emergence of Sony Michelle throughout the year was was really key. You know, Ryan Allen was awesome. Slater being Slater covering kicks. Edelman, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? You know, Edelman was just fantastic. You know, MVP. Uh, you know, over over a hundred, maybe one hundred fifty yards. I'll check on that. But he was Edelman was unbelievable, and it really shows to show you what type of player he is after getting suspended, after coming back from the injuries. He wasn't, you know, he was solid, but he wasn't himself in the regular season, dropping more balls than he used to. You didn't see that explosiveness with punt returns. Um, but he Edelman stepped up big time in the playoffs, and so did Gronk. You know, in the in that last series, Brady to Gronk was huge. So, you know, a lot a lot of positives for the, for this Pats. Um, you know, just like Hightower was great. Uh, you know, a couple a couple big plays, right? The Hightower sack. Uh, you know, Jason McCourty. I joked to my friends. I've you know been hard on Jason McCourty this year. Made a big play. Uh, you know, stripping the ball out of the end zone. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a big drop. Um, you know, Vanoy has been great all year. Um, you know, but but overall, as as I end my my long opening take here with 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 a lot of thoughts, I I, I just think this is a weird one. You know, if to best sum it up, it's just it, it's it feels good they won. It doesn't feel like the next day of a normal Super Bowl win. Whether that's because the the, the you know the, the Red Sox just won a few months ago, whether it's because they've been winning time and time again, and ultimately, you know, this one did not come down to the end. You know, if I, if I had to put my finger on it, I think it's two things. I think one just wasn't a great game. You know, it was not it was not a good game, and you know, it did not come down to the wire like these normally do. When I come down to the wire, I mean, you know, last one minute, third and ten on the thirty, they need to convert, and they do, and then they keep the drive going. Like the Chiefs game, the Chiefs game to me was the Super Bowl. That's the one you feel good about. As I, you know, obviously you feel good about this one, but in terms of that high that you want after the game, you know, I don't know if it's there. Joining me now to the podcast remotely is Brendan Glasheen. Brendan, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem, Robbie. Good to talk to you. Brendan is a play-by-play announcer slash broadcaster for a variety of outlets such as ESPN, WEI, Nesson, NBC Sports Boston, Black Sport Network, and National Cross League. He's also a studio host at DraftKings. Uh, you know, Brendan, we chatted last year after a Pats Super Bowl loss. Nice that it's not the same thing this year. Uh, you know, Opening opening thoughts about the game. Uh, yeah, what what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't what everyone expected, right? As far as the uh, back and forth shootout between uh, these two high powered 
offenses. I mean, you still look at the numbers, and the Patriots still had 400-plus total uh, yards in the game. But they uh, – we'll start on the Patriots side. They did exactly kind of what their recipe has been these last few weeks, going back to those uh, Jets and Bills games, which was run the football – uh, to get you know to get their offense uh, get their offense going and the run in a way set up the pass and that's why Brady was able to find Edelman and Gronkowski uh, his money guys and it's pretty amazing when you think about it too that those guys were finally together uh, in a Super Bowl um, of course they were last year but like the fact that they are last year they didn't have uh, Edelman uh, due to injury so just just the whole way it shook out. Uh, to have those two guys, Brady's guys, was was uh, something to see. And then, yeah, just overall, again, uh, defensively, both teams um, showed up. Uh, it's funny because it, it, it takes you back to when the Patriots dynasty began in 2001. It's almost like they bookended uh, the dynasty. Not to say that it's over, but if it ever were to end like this, it's kind of ironic how, what was it, week, middle of the season? Everybody is blowing up social media. Oh, I would love to see a Rams Chiefs 54-51 Super Bowl again. And then what do you know? We get 16 points um, combined on the two sides. And I think, honestly, I think this is what came down to. The Patriots defense made Jared Goff uncomfortable. Sean McVay can only do so much from the sideline. And uh, the Rams had the Rams had nowhere to go offensively. So it wasn't the most sexy game. But uh, like you said, I think it's Patriots fans will we'll take it. Yeah, you know it was it was a weird game because you know as, as you said, you know it's it's three nothing Pats for the first half. You know it seemed like they were dominating the first half, and yet you're only up three. Then the Rams tie it, and then you know in the back of your mind as a fan, I mean for me, I don't know about you. I wasn't really that nervous. You know, it just seemed like the Patriots were the better team. You know, Goff did not scare me at all just watching him during the game. It seemed like it was essentially a home game for the Patriots and the crowd noise. You know, they always was, you know, talking about a little in the beginning before you, before you came on, just, you know, the fact that, you know, they, they talked about with uh, McVeigh and Goff and after 15 seconds that, you know, he, st- he stops talking to him and, you know, the crowd noise, I'm, I'm sure had some sort of impact um, just with their game plan. But, you know, the Pats defense, I think Flores and Belichick, I think, deserve a lot of credit. Um, you know, I, I was mentioning it earlier that, you know, Brady was good, right? But he was, he was good enough. But it was really, as you said, it takes you back to the days, you know, 01 earlier on when it was really a defensive uh, coaching type of win. And Brady Brady came through when they needed, but, you know, it wasn't your classic classic Patriots that, that we've seen during, during – uh, during, during uh, the later part of the decade here. Yeah, I mean, last year, what, Brady throws for over 500 yards in a Super Bowl loss – and they have the ball at the end, which everyone normally thinks that's a great situation. Patriots with the ball, uh, probably the final possession of the game. That was the case last year against Philadelphia. Totally different game. I, I think what gets oftentimes, uh, it's almost like it's gone away when we discuss football. It's the time of possession battle. And the Patriots, once again, I think they out. Uh, outgained the the Rams in time of possession by about six minutes or maybe a little bit more than that, uh, a shade over six minutes. So the fact that they uh, they had the ball first in the game and then, of course, the Brady interception was, uh, was tough. Yeah, Brady didn't play a great game, but he led them in that drive in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sony Michelle was excellent. 
the blocking was excellent. Brady did get disrupted in that first half, and, and it was it was about to come. It, it was it was about time that Brady was going to get hit, right? He hadn't been sacked in the two games, the Chargers and the Chiefs games, which is just remarkable when you look back. Yeah. I know the Chiefs defense is, uh, you know, it, it's like cutting through a uh, you know warm butter, but like looking at the Chargers defense, Chargers defense has some playmakers. So the fact that Brady, it took Brady. Uh, it took that long for him to get any type of contact or, or to go down. That's impressive. But yeah, to, to, to hit on the defense, Belichick even said it after the game. He was giving uh, Flores his props, especially. And Belichick didn't say Miami, but basically was putting it out there like, you know, he's Brian was balancing his interview process with the Dolphins and then also getting a game plan in place for the defense. Um, this defense woke up, man. I think that, I think Devin McCourty, uh, kind of started it all off. Now I know he's normally their hype guy, but I think they look back on it and they remembered we stunk, uh, Malcolm Butler or no Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl last year. They were not good. Uh, and it just comes to show how really good the chiefs are and how good Mahomes is because the defense seemed locked in for that chargers game. And then you had, you had, uh, you got a little nervous after that comeback by the chiefs, but I think it just comes to show how explosive they are and no knock on Sean McVay as a coach, but uh, Hey, you know, you can only coach at that point, right? You got to go out and execute if you're Jared Goff and the Patriots defense, Jason McCourty making that center field type of play to get back in coverage in the end zone to knock it out of Brandon Cooks, arms by the post, huge play. Uh, Patrick Chung goes out. Belichick was adamant about his play throughout the course of the season. Um, so they kind of rallied around that. And then the Gilmore interception uh, was terrific coverage. Donta Hightower, think of all the crap Don- uh, Hightower has taken um, over the years. Never mind just this year, but the last couple of years, everyone thinks ever since he had that stop at the one-yard line against Seattle – or even the play against Atlanta where he blindside, uh, blindsides Matt Ryan, everyone thought, all right, well, that's it. You, you, that's the most you're going to get out of Dante Hightower the rest of his tenure in the NFL or as a New England Patriot. He goes out and has a terrific game, shows a little burst, shows he's got some speed left. So it, really, it's fitting. And like, like we talked about initially, Brady didn't play great, but he made the throws when he had two to Gronkowski. Edelman, of course, was awesome throughout the course of the game. All of those guys, the guys that kind of ignited the the rallying party around the whole no one believes in us narrative, they all showed up in, in some shape or form. Yeah, and you know, another another guy who's been who's been great all year is you know, Kyle Vanoy, and I think he's gotten a lot of love of, of late, especially in the playoffs. But yeah, Hightower and Vanoy, I thought were both awesome. You know, one, one thing I was uh, wondering about from your perspective as another, you know, Boston sports fan, another, you know, diehard of all these teams for me, you know, it felt good to win this one in the moment, but as far as championships go, it didn't feel like your your normal great feeling after a win. Did it feel like it is different for you? I mean, for me, it felt like the Chiefs' win was the biggest win in the high of the playoffs. You know, I was giving the analogy of you know when back in 04 with the Red Sox after the, the Yankees, that was the biggest moment of the playoffs. Was come back 4-0 and then you know then they swept and went on to win the World Series. For me. The, the highlight of this playoffs, it, it was for me, it was the Chiefs game. You know, this one, it, it seemed like the Pats dominated this game to me, and it was ultimately Brady came through when they needed him. And, you know, it's it just the, the high of the moment, I thought, 
wasn't quite there. And you know, obviously, it's hard to match these other games in the past. But it wasn't it wasn't your typical uh, kind of end of game, uh, you know, Brady uh, saving hero types of plays that you see and get your heart rate up. Yeah, well, that's because all of the other games were like that. I mean, we were we're not used to anything different, right? I mean. Uh, to win by 10 points, which is their largest, you know, point differential um, in a win, in a Super Bowl win, uh, and even in their losses, they've only been one possession losses, so the one to the Eagles, and then the Giants games. I mean, the Giants, this, it was sort of the way the game was going out was like, this is, has a little bit of 07 feel to it, um, the way the game was low scoring, and then suddenly I was waiting for, for a, a tip pass or something that Goff was going to, uh, I, I thought McVeigh. I was kind of disappointed in McVeigh because I thought, all right, if this guy's the real deal, he's playing against a coach that he's already been speaking about publicly to the press that he gets text messages from him throughout the course of the season. I was like, okay, what kind of what kind of trick does he have up his sleeve here to try and get back in the game or just give them a spark? The Rams never had a moment where we had to look at our friends or family, whoever you're watching the game with, work, you know, co-workers, you never had a moment where you had to look at someone and go, uh-oh. You know, there was never an uh-oh moment uh, the Rams right, were right. And maybe they're okay. Look, the pick, the Brady pick at the beginning of the game or the Goskowski uh, missed field goal, that's self-inflicted, right? Those are self-inflicted mistakes. I'm talking about an offensive play uh, that wowed us. That never happened. So to your point, yes, it was – there was a different uh, vibe to the way this game unfolded. It was kind of awkward, uh, which is really, really pains me to say because I just know we're so damn spoiled. But like, uh, yeah, I think I think the Patriots went into this game and they figured on the defensive end, we'll let Brandon Cooks get his. Robert Woods had ten targets; he only had five catches. They took Gurley out of the game. Gurley was ineffective. Ten carries, thirty-five yards. Gurley had one catch on two targets in the passing game. Like, where was Todd Gurley in the passing game? If come on, like you, you got to. I was very underwhelmed. I'm not going to say unimpressed because that wouldn't be fair to Sean McVay. You're playing against Bill Belichick, your first Super Bowl. I was unimpressed. I, I figured, all right, maybe they'll try and take some chances. They really didn't. They really didn't take any chances. They kind of just kind of gave in. And you, we all know when a team gives in. The Patriots adjusted. And one of the other things I heard, uh, some of the commentary on the, I think it was the the NFL Network guys or someone, the, the Patriots, their defense, they played, uh, they played cover, uh, they played man-to-man defense like only once at the end of the game. And that's when Gilmore had the interception. They threw a wrinkle in there defensively. They were playing cover zone defense much of the game, which is why it's also, that's why Brandon Cooks racked up 120 yards receiving. And uh, they make that adjustment at the very, la- you know, in the second half, they decide to go man, and that's when Gilmore uh, made the interception. But yeah, to answer your, to, to go back to your, in- that's what I mean. Just it was impressive on the Patriots side, but we're used to seeing that. The fact that McVeigh uh, couldn't make adjustments was underwhelming. But yeah, to your point, it, it was different. Uh, kind of nice, to be honest. Kind of nice to have that different feel to it, uh, without question. But yeah, I, I, and I, I, I'm with you. I think. I, from a team morale standpoint, when they're celebrating on the field after that Kansas City win, when you see the emotion out of Brady, I mean, dude, Brady acted like that. That was the most animated Brady. Like Brady acted like they won the Super Bowl for crying out loud. The way they were celebrating, and I think that 
rubbed off on fans. So when fans went into this game, I think there were a lot of overconfident people that first week during the bye week. And I think everyone settled down and, and realized, okay, they're playing a good team here in the Rams. It, it made me wonder. I'm in the first half talking to my friends. I say, I'm wondering if Drew Brees was in this game, if this was Saints-Patriots, I, I think the, I think the, uh, I think think Drew Brees does not allow – uh, I think Drew Brees is obviously way better than Jared Goff. I think Drew Brees makes that a game, and I think the Rams or the Saints would have had a lead in this game, and the Patriots would have had to really claw back. But it wasn't. It was Jared Goff, and uh, they came on top. Goff, to me, just was not not impressive at all. I mean, he made, you know, I can probably count on a, f- a few different plays where he made a solid throw. Overall, I mean, they made him look bad. And, you know, Belichick said the game plan was to make them work the ball, uh, to have long drives, get them in third-down situations, and... You know, the players, uh, you know, they were saying it a lot that they, they thought they could have him make a mistake. And he ultimately, you talked about the Gilmore pick. That, that was really the seal. But, you know, one other guy that you, know, you mentioned it a little bit, uh, I, th- I think it's funny that you talk about all these different players, whether it was Josh Gordon or, uh, you know, uh, other guys like, you know, Burkhead, who had a great game. You know, they have different guys going in and out through the years, uh, you know, Amendola leaving. And really the two constants are, are Edelman and Gronk. And the fact that they're, I think you, you mentioned, you know, Edelman being here was so huge, being on the field, having both of them together. And it, it's unbelievable that Gronk and Edelman were really the two guys. I mean, Sony Michelle was awesome. In terms of the passing game, it was Gronk and Edelman. And the fact that these these two guys, you know, you don't know how many years they have left. Is this is I'll ask, I guess I'll pose this, the question to you. Is, is Gronk done? Is he is he retiring? Did you see Brady's Instagram post? I don't know. That looked like a that looked like a giving Gronk a look like give him a go. Give him a go. And that's what scares me about this this dynasty is I think if they keep winning, I think Brady's gonna keep thinking we can come back and do it again next year. Um but yeah, I don't know about Gronk, man. I mean, the way he acted during these two weeks, especially on media day, uh, when the media availability started on Monday, he, he, I mean, just from looking at tweets and talking to friends and colleagues that were down at the, down in Atlanta covering the game, uh, Gronk was acting very, you know, soaking in the moment as if it was his last one. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is, uh, and even talking to Patriots people, uh, uh, it doesn't sound like he, they don't, a lot of people don't think he's back. Uh, and that's, you know, look at, at the end of the day, it's his call. And I think I, you kind of can kind of understand the guy clearly, uh, plays a physical position. He was excellent blocking in the running game. These, 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 this postseason. it was, it was pretty cool to see, all right, there's a way Gronk could be effective without having to be a pass catcher. And of course we saw in the Kansas city game and even in the fourth quarter on that touchdown drive last night, uh, he is still, uh, a capable um, of making a player two in the passing game, so I don't know. I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards uh, if he makes a call in two weeks. Like, like he said, he, he was joking with the media. He's got to take that week or two, or he's got to get away and think about it. Um, I fifty 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 because I, I think Brady. If Brady gets in his ear, how does he say no to that? In my, I just I just think how do you say no to that? Um, but hey, he might have had enough. He might have had enough with the. Uh, with the hits, and we'll see what the money is. That's another thing. If, if Brady gets an extension, maybe the team says to Tom, "Hey, if we're going to give you an extension here, and you want to keep Gronk around, well, we got to, you know, you got to take a few, take a, pay, a little bit of a pay cut, which he's done his last 19 years in the league. So we'll see." 
Uh, in terms of uh, things coming up for you, uh, are you broadcasting any games you want people to know about? Uh, I know you're doing DraftKings stuff. What's kind of on your plate? Um, anything you'd like people to know? Yeah, well, uh, great news on the uh, DraftKings front. They've been uh, – it's, it's about March. The, the whole office, the whole department, you know, our whole building, our, we're, all, we're based in Boston. The whole department is moving uh, to Back Bay. We're currently uh, – right now we're, we're currently – by downtown crossing by uh, the seaport ish area. Um, but part of the move is there's a brand new uh, media suite. That's part of the new building. That will be part of our new, uh, our new stop, which is great because the guys, a couple of guys that have been working with, they're, they're going in there for meetings every week. And it, they said it's coming along really well. Um, so we're going to have a new studio that's coming up in March, which is going to be cool. When we move in there and get stuff going, I'm not exactly positive, but that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, we had great coverage of, at the Super Bowl uh, over the weekend. Had plenty of guests that came on and just you know kept it pretty free and easy. I was not there, yet, but uh, we had some guys that were there. So I'll be. I'm there a couple days a week, just doing some content uh, for the DK Live content page. And then uh, as far as games go, as far as uh, you know, games coming up. I'm doing some college basketball, women's college basketball Wednesday. Uh, the University of New Hampshire, they are playing the uh, UMass Lowell, and then uh, the National Lacrosse League. If you if you haven't if you haven't been to a National Lacrosse League game, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, the commissioner of the league made this comparison. I think it's pretty good. If you like basketball and if you like hockey and you like to party, then the NLL is for you. It's kind of cool. Uh, different uh, from the outdoor sport of lacrosse, but the indoor game professional league the new england black wolves i'm doing games for them they play at uh, mohegan sun in connecticut they play at the mohegan sun arena and they are facing the rochester nighthawks that is coming up on saturday uh the ninth but uh other than that yeah i'll be doing some lacrosse coming up with the spring i mean the lacrosse they, they move the season the college season back two weeks so now there's games starting in february which uh, up here in the northeast you're thinking how in the world are you going to get a lacrosse game going outside? Uh, I don't know. And, 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 and a lacrosse connection. Bill Belichick is a huge lacrosse fan. His daughter, Amanda Belichick, was on, this, uh, on the podium celebrating. Uh, Amanda Belichick is the women's college lacrosse head coach at Holy Cross. So that's just a fun little nugget. But Belichick's a big lacrosse guy. So, yeah, that's what's, that's what's coming up for me. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, everyone make sure to check that out. But, uh, Brendan, uh, congrats on the Pats win. Congrats to both of us. As you know, another year, another championship. You know, I guess, you know, it'll be another, another few more months. Maybe the uh, Celtics get it together. Who knows? But uh, until... Let me, let, me, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Is, is, is this it? Are the Patriots done? Or the, like, I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just... Is this it? Is this it for them? I, I don't think so. I want, I want to hear your opinion. <laughs> I, I don't think this is it. Um, I, I think... In terms of Gronk, you know, I, I'm pessimistic about him coming back. In terms of the in terms of the Pats going forward, I think as long as Brady and Belichick are there, and I know it's cliche, I you know, and you look at you look at it this season, right? You know, the, I this this was one of their you know more inconsistent seasons, and they still wound up to to win the Super Bowl, and it really it really shows you that you know. Yes, they need guys like Edelman and Gronk, and you know if Edelman's still there, they get another piece here and there. I, I think I think Brady's got a, a, I think he's got at least two more years, and I think as long as Brady and Belichick are there, they're going to be in it. It's going to be the AFC Championship again next year. It's going to come down to the wire. Maybe they beat the Chiefs, maybe they don't, 
and uh, and then you go from there. But you know, whether they win another one or not, I think they're going to be at least in the AFC Championship game if not the Super Bowl at least the next couple of years. So you know, we'll see how I'll it goes. Say, I'll say I'll say one last thing, and I know it's 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 very it's now way back in the rearview mirror, but I am one of those people who agrees that. Tom, I, like Brady, Brady did an interview with ESPN, uh, Jeff Darlington of ESPN, and after they beat the Chiefs, I think it was like the day after in Foxborough, and, and Brady actually admitted it, it's really, I don't think it's a highlight of the interview. Um, like if you have the app on ESPN, like this piece of the interview is not in there, I don't think. But Brady basically kind of admitted, like, I've learned some things this year that I probably should have done better. And I think a really big part of that was him not going to OTAs. Um, I think he's going to have to really think about that one because I think he's probably going to look himself in the mirror and go, wow, like we flipped a switch. That's great and all, but we, we barely got, we, we barely got out of Kansas city with a win. So hopefully I think, now look, winning cures, winning's great. I think Belichick deep down is, is, is frustrated he wants Brady there at a passing camp. I think that's totally fair. If Brady wants to play till he's 45, like he keeps talking about, well, then he's got to really tighten up the screws here, man, because what I'm getting at is, like, for example, we talk about the Rams not using uh, Todd Gurley in the passing game. I think the Patriots have targeted Sony Michelle in the passing game two or three times last night, and it didn't work. And I'm thinking – you haven't done this all year. Maybe if Brady put in that extra time at the beginning of the season to work with the rookie running back, then you're not you don't have to sign Josh Gordon. You don't have to go through all the the, the baloney and hear all the noise. It's really at the end of the day it is kind of self-inflicted. And maybe if they took care of business against Miami and didn't make it a crazy game at the end, they would have hosted Kansas City. There's just so many things where I think it, it really does. It's to your point. It's cliché to say this, but the season really does start, you know, right? You know, Belichick will say no days off, right? Well, this, the 2019, the, two, the, the 2019, 2020 season begins today. But I don't know. I, that's something to look out for. I think I think Brady's got to put that time in. I know he's been, he was really adamant about family, and maybe that was because they lost the Super Bowl last year. Belichick didn't play Malcolm Butler. The players were upset. They were PO'd. Maybe like I think we saw some of this in that Kansas City win. I think maybe they've they've kissed and made up, and I think hopefully now uh, Gronk or no Gronk, and whatever Edelman decides to do, I think it all comes back to Tom Brady. If he decides to put that time in, at least to make an effort, I, I think they're in better shape. I feel better about them going forward. Yeah, and you make a good point. And it's it's crazy that even with all of what happened, with all of the chaos behind the scenes, with with Belichick and Brady and, yeah. and all that stuff, and not going to OTAs and Josh Gordon and all these things, and they still won. <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, it's just unbelievable what they're doing. It's it's and I don't even you know you can analyze it as much as you want. You can talk about yeah, they should have done this and that, and it's true. <laughs> and then but they still win, and it's 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 just insane. Yeah, and I think I, I don't know. I mean, this year there was a lot of stuff, right? Like if you look now just look back on the now look the spygate thing that was when they were undefeated um or a little bit after that uh and that caught up with them i think they were playing sloppy football in that 07 season down the stretch they were eking out wins against baltimore and philly uh they just didn't look good in those games and then you look back too, like even deflate gate like you're thinking 
How in the world can they top that, right? Like going into a game in which Deflategate was shadowing them for the longest time. And then, of course, Brady doesn't play the first four games the year they beat Atlanta. Um because the suspension got delayed, if I'm if I'm if I'm correct, I think I have the right the years correct there. Um, so yeah, like, and then you just think to yourself, like, never mind, are they winning? But what else is going to happen? And this past year again, well, I think I think a lot of it was self inflicted. But yeah, a lot of people did count them out, and a lot of people picked against them. And yes, I think the fact that they went on the road and, and won a playoff game that showed a lot. Again, self inflicted. The Josh Gordon thing. The fact that Belichick even brought him in in the first place was a was a kind of a an eyebrow scratcher or, or a head scratcher. You're like, what is going on? And yeah, they they they, fact they found themselves and and pulled this off is pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, great stuff, Brendan, and thanks for coming on. No problem. Good good talking to you.